What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Wapoosh Show. It's your boy Chris here. And man, has it been a while. I think it's definitely going at least for more than six months since we've, you know, done a podcast at least. Uh, I know I've seen Carlos and Juan have been posting videos to the channel, some toy reviews, which is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, you know, generally getting back into the fill of things uh, given the current circumstances uh, with the whole pandemic and the coronavirus kind of just shutting the world down for a couple months. And, and it's still going on. But, uh, yeah, finally was able to find some time, man, to get a podcast together. Uh, I've been working from home since, I think, February. And I'll be working from home for the rest of the year. Uh, so it's it's kind of a bummer, but I guess the only positive is I, I can squeeze some things like this in my day. I don't have to, like, really go anywhere. Um, part of the issue, too, as to why we haven't really been uploading content, aside from the pandemic... Uh, is I no longer live down the street from Juan anymore. So <laughs> whenever we wanted to throw some content on, online, like it was really easy. Like I literally just drive down the street, hook up with Juan. Uh, Carlos every now and then on the occasion would show up and we just record some videos and some podcasts, man. It was easy. But, you know, now I live halfway across town, so it's not as easy anymore. Juan also lives somewhere else now. He's got his own place. So congrats to him. But uh, yeah, we're doing with what we can, man. So uh, I've always been a huge advocate for the podcast format so here i am throwing a podcast together for you guys and i have missed y'all for our little fans that we do have according to our youtube channel <laughs> uh but yeah anyways um what i'm going to talk about on this podcast is uh going to do a movie review man so uh i know like the movie theater has been closed and everything and there hasn't really been anything new coming out uh some of them have taken the streaming service route you know like disney plus with you know mulan coming out uh, just yesterday, but um, yeah, I figured I'd do a movie review and just talk about my experience in the movie theater as well uh, during a pandemic and how that works and um, how I feel, you know, it's going to progress in the future. Uh, but yeah, anyways, this is a spoiler-filled review for New Mutants. If you have not seen the movie, which I'm pretty sure, like I said, given the current circumstances, a lot of people probably haven't, so please turn away i don't i mean unless you guys just don't give a shit so if that's the case then please stick around uh but yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and dive in before i get into the review uh just about my experience so uh this was about two maybe two three weeks ago so i went to go check out new mutants uh at a local theater uh, my go-to theater it's a dolby format theater so um just i guess I just basically just followed the general rules, so I showed up in a mask, had gloves on, basically took a bath in, like, uh, uh, hand sanitizer, you know, antibacterial stuff, so uh, I was pretty prepared when I got there. Um, it's When I got there, I think I read that the theaters are, like, 40% capacity, so the, the theater itself, like, the parking lot was empty, which is understandable. Um, what I was really surprised about was when I got to the theater... Um, how prepared they were. They had a lot of like these face shields on and there was very little to almost no contact uh, with any of the employees uh, aside from the concession stands, which was still open, which I think is a little iffy in my part. Uh, I didn't, I decided not to get any concessions because I just, I don't know. To me, that's just, I don't feel like that's, I've seen how clean those places are because I have worked in a theater. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, nah, probably not, man. So we decided to eat before going to the theater. So I highly recommend just eating before going to the theater. I think you guys can live without popcorn and like $30 sodas for a little bit longer. 
Um, but aside from that, the actual theater itself, like I said, was only 40% capacity. So um, everybody was pretty much spread out. Even when you buy your tickets online, like I guess they have this new like thing in the software where uh, once seats are purchased, it kind of eliminates other seats around that those seats that you purchased to help spread everybody out automatically. So I thought that was pretty nice and convenient. And they also provided us with some like disinfectant towels, like Clorox, wipe, Clorox wipes, uh, to kind of wipe down your seat, which we did. I mean, we wiped the hell out of those seats down. You never know. But uh, just trying to be as cautious as possible. But at the same time, trying to enjoy our time at the theater. So um, aside from that, man, I think it was relatively well. It felt safe. I didn't feel like I was, you know, compromised at any point while watching the movie. It also seemed like they had the AC turned off, which was a little bummer, but I can understand why. Like, you don't want the air circulating in such, like, a closed-off area. So I, I'm not, I haven't confirmed that, but it just felt like the AC wasn't on. I didn't hear anything. So um, that's actually, I guess that's a positive, unless you heat up easily like I do. But it wasn't, like, torturous or anything. It wasn't too bad. Uh, but, yeah, definitely not as bad as, like, I feel like people would have thought it would it would be. Although, like I said, it, it's up to your own discretion, like, if you feel safe going out or not. Um, but if you do... As long as you follow the, you know, the right precautions, I think it'll be fine, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, that was my experience at the theater. Uh, definitely, and I did end up going again. So, like I said, I felt safe. Uh, the conditions felt okay. Um, so, uh, I did end up going again, like, the very next week. <laughs> or actually, like, a couple of days later uh, to watch Tenet. So, I'll, I, and I will be doing a review for Tenet uh, in the coming days. But, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into the review, man. New Mutants. Um, just, I guess, giving my first impressions. And like I said, this is going to be a spoiler review. Um, uh, <laughs> the movie wasn't terrible, but the movie also was not good. Uh, I, I kind of put it on par with X-Men 3, The Last Stand, in terms of, I mean, some of the visuals were good, some of the lore there was good, and what they tried to do. It had seemed like it had the right kind of set of mind on what they were trying to accomplish, but I think a lot of the, the issues came from all the delays and the reshoots and the rewrites. I mean, this movie, if I remember correctly, I think this movie was set to come out in 2017. It's now 2020. So in between those three years, there was a lot of rewrites. There was a, a lot of reshoots that were done. Disney then acquired Fox, as we all know. So now Disney owns the X-Men. And it seemed like Disney didn't even want this movie to come out because of, I guess, the implications that it has. Like, they, Disney's waiting to reboot the X-Men, and they want, like, a good, I guess, they want a good hiatus period, right, where we get no more X-Men content. They want us to kind of uh, be able to start fresh with nothing previously, like, in our, in our you know, nothing leaving a bad taste in our mouth. <laughs> and I guess Disney just eventually decided, you know, like, fuck it, and just released a movie, um, and especially like this is perfect timing, like, you know, release it during a pandemic. I'm pretty sure nobody will go see it. We don't need people to see it because it's terrible. Right. And I feel like that was their mindset. But um, I really think that this movie could have been done really well if it was given the opportunity. I just think a lot of the maybe the upper execs were having, you know, creative differences with what the director, Josh Boone, was trying to attempt. Um, and just kind of focusing on that one point on what the director was trying to focus on is he wanted to create like a horror movie. 
And you get hints of that in the movie. Like, it definitely gives you that kind of horror kind of take. You have these teenagers that are gifted. They're mutants. You know, they're finding out they're mutants, and they're told that they're in this hospital slash asylum type thing, and they find out it's really in a, you know, a prison, and then there's all these nightmarish things happening while they're trapped in there, and they can't get out. And, you know, each of them has their own personality trait, you know, kind of like those teen melodrama things where you have the jock, you have the rich, pretty girl, you have the bitch, you have the the person that's just nice in general, just really just, you know, genuinely nice to everyone. And then you have the girl who's still kind of discovering herself. And it works for a little bit, you know, and then the movie starts to veer off. And when I say veer off, so back in, in, in 2017, I think the, the reason the movie got delayed in the first place, right, is Josh Boone wanted to make a horror. And I think the execs, the, you know, the Fox execs didn't really think X-Men and horror melded together. So he kind of just went with the flow and made his movie and, you know, whatever. And then. Uh, I think that was the same year that It, Chapter 1, came out. And it made a ton of money, man. So then Fox realized, holy shit, like horror movies can bring in a lot of money. So then they're like, hey, Josh, you know that original take that you wanted to do in the movie? Maybe you should just dive into it completely. So then, you know, they, they did some reshoots and they delayed the movies. Like, All right, let's try to make it more scarier. The problem with that is that it's kind of ruining the flow of what the movie that was already filmed, right? I feel like essentially to make it scarier, he would have had to film it all over again, like redo the movie completely so that that tone is kept throughout the entire movie because there's points in the movie, like especially at the beginning, it's just not, it's very convoluted, right? It starts with uh, the main uh, character, which is Danny Moonstar, kind of, she's on her family's reservation and they're being attacked by something, right? It doesn't ever show you what it is. You always hear it in the background. She's running and there's people dying and her dad goes back. He's like, you know, I got to save everybody else. He ends up dying and then, you know, she blacks out and just wakes up in this hospital with the rest of the mutants. And there's like no explanation as to how. Like they just found her and she's there now and everybody died at her reservation. So, like I said, it's, it's kind of starting there and then from there the movie starts to really lean into its horror aspect, right? So... Um, you find out that she, you know, she's a mutant. She has abilities, and she's at the hospital because this doctor, Doctor Reyes, who's I don't know why it's called a hospital because <laughs> Doctor Reyes is the only doctor that's there. You never see anybody else, so you kind of already know something's like kind of fishy. As soon as the movie kind of kicks in, uh, it's definitely not a hospital. It's a prison, and they reveal it kind of at the beginning with uh, you know Magic, who's a uh, Ileana Rasputin, who's played by uh, Anya Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy, I think is her name, from Split, who she does a really good job as Magic Man. Honestly, she was my favorite character in the whole damn movie. Uh, she really brought some spunk to the character. And, you know, she she brings kind of like the, the bitch kind of personality trait to the character. Like, you know, this badass. And she doesn't have time for everybody else. She knows, like, how dangerous she can be. Uh, she knows her power. She has full control. So she feels like she shouldn't be there, right? But, yeah, she kind of reveals that they're stuck here, right? There's, like, this force field keeping all these kids from leaving this hospital or asylum or whatever it is. So you, they, they basically know they're, they're prisoners there. And then all like the horror, like I said, the horror stuff starts happening and like you start seeing like nightmarish things pop up. Uh, each of it, each of which is like something from uh, all of the mutants past. So, um, and I can't even, this is how, 
I think this is where the movie did really poorly because I feel like I don't know these characters, right? I don't even, I can't even remember their names. Like Maisie Williams plays, uh, I think Rain is her name, who's uh, Wolfsbane, so she turns into like a wolf. Um, we already said Anya Taylor-Joy plays Magic. You got Danny Moonstar. I can't remember the, I think Blue Hunt is the actress that plays Danny Moonstar. Um, Charlie, I can't remember, the guy from Stranger Things. Uh, I don't even remember his character's name, but he plays Cannonball. As I, know, I, I think that's who he plays. And then you got the other guy, the Hispanic dude, who plays like the to, the jock, the pretty rich boy. And uh, he plays uh, Sunspot, right? Other than that, man, there's just really no connection to these characters at all. And I think part of that is the reshoots, man. They kind of lost that character-building aspect, right? None of these characters really develop into themselves. They're kind of just thrown into a situation and then the situation kind of just speeds up and everybody's acting like, oh, what's going on? They're all just kind of part of a, of a circumstance, right? A scene that's happening. And I just really think that hurt the movie the most, man. Because the thing about X-Men is that all those characters have really interesting backstories. So it really makes you care about the characters. Specifically, like, who would have thought that Wolverine would have been the most top-grossing uh, character in the X-Men, man? Like, nobody. Like, he... Wolverine wasn't really top tier in the comics yet. He was always secondary, right? You had Cyclops, you had Storm, uh, you know, Colossus. Like, the original X-Men group, Wolverine wasn't even in the original X-Men group. So, the whole first class thing. So, and I think part of the reason people grew so attached to love Wolverine was Hugh Jackman's portrayal because he gave the character kind of life. The way they portrayed his backstory, the pain, the, the emotion he brought to the character... It makes you care about him, and that's good. Of course, that's going to be your top-grossing character. So, I think they really missed out on that opportunity to make you care about these characters. Because in the end, I didn't care a damn thing about any of these characters. It just made no sense to me. Um, so there, yeah, and, and and the story, like I said, the story is pretty straightforward. They find out they're being trapped and they're being manipulated, right? So, and the cool thing I thought about this movie, the only really cool thing I thought about this was they linked it to Logan, which, in reality, it doesn't matter anymore. Because Disney did buy Fox, but it was nice that they paid homage to Logan and like how Logan was referencing that they were using these these children, these mutants, as weapons, right? So essentially, how they linked it to Logan was, um, if I can remember, let me see, this hospital, they do like a psychoanalysis on the on the on the children first to make sure they're they're sane, right? They have complete control of their powers, um, and then they're given kind of like a like a want to see a psychosis profile and then from there they're sent to that location that we see in logan where they're training them to use their abilities right for as a weapons as soldiers child soldiers so that's kind of how they linked it right and they even referenced the, cor the corporation that was in logan sx corporation which they're kind of hinting at you know mr sinister if you guys know about the comics but yeah nonetheless that shit's pointless now it means nothing it served no purpose to the story either, I think, to me personally, because they didn't even know what the hell it was. They just see SX Corporation and they find out, okay, everything here is not what it seems. We've been lied to. Let's try to get out of here. That's literally the story. It's like, hey, we've been lied to. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's find out how to break out of here. Oh, the only way to break out of here is to kill the damn doctor, right? Because you find out that the doctor is actually a mutant herself and her ability, of course, is to create barriers. She was, she's the one that's creating these force fields to trap the students inside the hospital so the kids as smart as they are just connected the dots and like hey let's kill this chick and we can get the hell out of here right so like i said the story tends to like i think 
after the first half, it really just starts to kick it in the second gear and just starts speeding through the whole damn movie. Like, all these damn things start happening at once because um, they let you know that Danny doesn't really know what her abilities are. The doctor doesn't even know what her abilities are. She's doing these one-on-one sessions to kind of figure out what the hell is she doing. And then um, it's kind of just given to you just up front, right? Like there's no buildup. There's nothing. It's just given to you. It's like, hey, this is her ability. She can manifest your nightmares and bring them to life, right? So whatever their deepest, darkest fears are, um, she, whenever, I guess it's only when she's asleep. So when, when Danny Moonstar falls asleep, she's like using some kind of psychic abilities or I don't know what the hell. There's no really detail into what her power is, but she brings the nightmares of everybody around here to life, right? So then Rain's biggest fear was her priest, right? Because she was religious and, you know, the priest found out she was a mutant. So he would beat her and try to kill her. So he would pop up. Um, Magic's um, biggest fear is like these smiley face looking things, dude, which those things are fucking creepy, man. Like they, they take off their mask and they're like these weird ass alien looking nasty things that don't have noses or eyes just smiley smiley faces (laughs) and they're they're wearing like they're dressed like gangsters like russian mobsters or something wearing all these jewelry and suits there's no explanation as to what they are you just know that they're related to i guess um magic's past from when she was a girl a little girl that's all you get dude they just pop up and, and and vanish just like that right they kill them and they're gone they never come back again so now that they know what, what, you know, Danny's powers are, the biggest issue was because she can do that, manifest people's nightmares, she can also manifest her own nightmares, right? And her biggest nightmare was some story that her dad had told her. And honestly, it's just uninteresting, man, about, you know, this, this demon bear that's like part of like the Native American culture of the background because Danny Moonstar is Native American. Um, and it's just like this big ass demon ghost bear thing that (laughs) i really didn't understand either just shows up and starts wreaking havoc as they're trying to escape the hospital um and it's just honestly it's coming some of the coolest sequences happen at that at that later half of the movie like the last i want to say 20 minutes because you start seeing magic in action that you know her powers like she's teleporting um through limbo which is part of her powers like this special world that she created her pet dragon Lockheed, which is really cool. You see her soul spirit sword come on. She's just kicking ass like all these. She's killing those smiley face things. And she's, you know, even fighting the demon bear head on. You see, uh, you know, Rain transitioning to like her half wolf form, which is pretty cool, man. Uh, Sunspot finally starts using his abilities like his full heated form. Although I feel like he was so underused versus what we got in a... Uh, days of future past because you know sunspot is in days of future past i don't know if you guys remember he kind of looks like the human torch um but yeah this version that we got in the mutants man he's worthless he, he you know he goes into his like fully fire form or whatever the hell you want to call it and all he does is like he throws fucking furniture at this demon bear i'm like what the hell don't you have like some kind of like fire blast that you can shoot from your hands or some shit or can't you fly like i'm pretty sure sunspot flew in days of future past so he was worthless, man. I, I just I feel like that character was just so underused. Um, it was just a load of crap. Um, and then you had Cannonball. Cannonball is cool. Like he can just he vibrates his body so much that he just kind of like moves really quickly. He can just like smash through things. Uh, I really like how they showed his powers in the movie. But like I you know like I said before, I 
they really didn't use him much either. He was kind of underused as well. Um, and I guess I kind of get it. Like, they're all troubled teens. They all don't really like their powers. Um, so I, I guess they really wouldn't know how to use them fully, aside from Magic, who's just kicking ass the entire time. Um, but yeah, they basically, they fight this demon bear and then, you know, Danny Moonstar or whatever figure out, you know, she finally figures out that it's her manifesting these things. So she should be able to control them in theory, which she does. Like once everything starts to like chill out, she kind of calms down this demon bear thing after it's just like murdered Dr. Reyes and like pretty much kicking magic's ass at this point as it's overpowering her and like sunspots like all beat the hell up like under debris and shit so like she's like you know what let me just she basically does like this mantra thing where she's like just calms her breathing and just like tells the bear calm down calm down you can go to sleep now and that's it like that's how the movie ends like the bear the bear disappears so it ends with danny just finally being able to control her powers right so you think and then from there they're like they realize the doctor's been killed <laughs> so the force fields are gone and they kind of just leave and walk off from the hospital which, like, I, it was a, such an anticlimactic ending. Like, what the hell, dude? So, <laughs> I, I felt like there was no closure in that movie at all. Especially for, like, that's the last X-Men movie that Fox made. And that's kind of how they just ended it. It's just like, yeah, fucking Disney bought us. I don't even fucking care anymore. Whatever. These movies aren't going to matter anymore. Um, let's just end it like that. They just walk off holding hands. All right, guys. We went through some shit. But, yeah, we're, we're, let's go home now. And it just ends, right? There's no end credit scene either, which I, you know, I can understand. They don't need an end credit scene. Um, but I think a lot of people were hoping that Disney would embrace this movie and kind of use this to kick off their version of the X-Men, as you know, because it's, it's a fresh new take. Like, these are characters that we haven't seen uh, in the movies yet, aside from Sunspot. But, um, you know, these are new characters. They're young actors and actresses that they could have just kind of piggybacked off of and launched their version of the X-Men. But how that movie turned out and how it ended, I really don't think, yeah, it's not, it's over. Like, I think uh, Disney's definitely going to take like a, at most three to four year break from the X-Men just to kind of get what we, that hunk of junk was, <laughs> that bad taste out of their mouth. Um, and then kind of just kickstart their, their new version of the X-Men um, in the MCU. But uh, yeah, man, like, like I said, it, Dis new mutants, like it's not something that you guys should go see in the theater. Um, I mainly want, you know, I, I was hyped for the movie when the movie first got, um, announced back in 20, like 23rd or no, 2015, um, because of what it was supposed to be. I really liked that, you know, X-Men slash horror genre. I felt like that's something new. They were trying to spice things up. They're trying to approach it in a different way. And I feel like it would have worked if it was given the opportunity to do, you know, to do so correctly without all the pushback, which I'm sure he got pushback from, uh, the upper execs. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't worth the wait, man. It didn't pan out. I think they hurt themselves with all the reshoots and, and just the delays, especially, you know, given that it's so distant from when Logan came out, because Logan came out in 2017. I think if this movie would have came out right after Logan, it would have rode that wave, of just, oh man, this Logan movie was so awesome. And then, you know, because like I said, they link it to Logan in the movie. I think it would have been a lot more successful. But I really don't think Disney wanted this movie to be successful in the first place. So it seemed more... Oh, holy crap. Excuse me. Dude, I almost just... My heart almost bursted out of my chest. I like burped and like almost sneezed at the same time. But <laughs> I feel like Disney approached this more as like a self-sabotage type thing where 
they 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 wanted this movie to do poorly because they just want people to forget about it um and i can see why man like they they want a clean slate um so yeah that's i would give it maybe my review uh five out of ten i guess i mean it's it's got good visuals uh, there are some high points in the movie, primarily magic. Uh, I think Anya Taylor-Joy did a great job. Um, such a great actress. She, she, she like kind of really leaned it and gave it her all in the character. But like I said, it's just the poor script uh, and just wasn't ex- executed well. But um, she did good as magic. Um, I, like I said, don't, don't waste your money, guys. Don't watch this in theaters. It's not worth risking your life like I did <laughs> to watch it in a movie theater. Definitely wait for it to go like on a streaming service. Honestly, I feel like Disney should have just released the goddamn movie on Disney Plus, man. Like, you guys couldn't release that on Disney Plus, but you couldn't, you know, charge thirty dollars to watch Mulan, which is a fucking joke. But that's a whole other story to talk about. But uh, anyways, yeah, guys, that's my review of New Mutants. Tell me what you think. Uh, let me know in the comments, man. Hit me up. I'd like to hear from you guys. It feels good to be back. I'm excited and uh, be on the lookout for more podcasts to come out in the future from us. Uh, hopefully with the rest of the crew joining me. But uh, yeah, that's it, guys. I'll see you guys next time. Later.